welcome to Unpopular Opinion. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. I used to write a bunch of weekly columns for a bunch of internet places, and I would use those columns to put forth all sorts of crazy opinions. Then I would come on this show to defend those opinions. But now, I don't do anything at all. Joining me today, he is my favorite comedian to have ever told jokes in the history of the world. Definitely my favorite podcast host. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm obviously talking about myself. Also joining me, he's my co-host on this podcast, and he's also the only guest on the podcast this week. You know who he is. He's got a bunch of podcasts of his own, and then he's on this podcast, and then he also doesn't even like sports. Ladies and gentlemen, Jeff May. It's going to be a great show. everybody. Welcome to Unpopular Opinion. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. Joining me as co-host this week, oh, Jeff is back. Hey, it's me. Jeff is back. It's Jeff who is back. Let me adjust Jeff. my camera just a little. There Jeff we go. Jeff is back. Back again. Back again. Guess who's Jeff back? Jeff is, is Slim Shady. And then he went on to have a career where he just hated women and everyone's like, genius. There's a lot of money in that. It's a lucrative oh, yeah. trade. Jeff, how's it going? You were at some kind of fucking convention or something? I was at the Star Wars celebration. and then Star Wars, uh, what is, explain. Star, Star Wars, Wars, it's a small little niche thing. It is funny because when I left, I was like, it's nice that this small little project that could, that immediately started as the most popular thing of all time, could finally get a community to band around it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I was at Star Wars Celebration, and you know, I also got uh, Monster Palooza in Pasadena the weekend after recording. Of course, of course, Monster Palooza. Yeah, we're all going to be there. It's good. It, it's the preeminent horror convention. Very nice. There, Maybe Andy will be there. Uh he won't be. People are going to be having fun, so Andy won't be there. Oh, don't be that <laughs> way. Well, he'll be there, but to tell us why we shouldn't be having fun. <laughs> So we're doing another local news roundup episode this week. We got again. We got some news that is local, local to us and local to other people who will be listening to this who live in other parts of the country. I think that just means news, right? How crazy would it be if when you turned on this podcast, it was just stories that were local to where you lived? Here's the thing. With the way podcast technology works now, I could arrange that. We would have to record... Like 50 episodes of the same week. Yeah, yeah. I would just use that as an opportunity to divide the country the way I want it divided after the inevitable civil war anyway. And then I would just record, you know, regional things. So we would have to do, I don't know, I think six. I think six episodes at a time. And then people would just have to travel region to region to hear each one we'd want to get like a gas company sponsorship or something yeah this episode brought to you by fracking (laughs) i was thinking quick trip or something like that because people are going to be putting a lot of road miles in checking out their individualized areas podcast what about all these british fuckers oh yeah 
And we just talk about whether the queen is dead or not. Yeah. Oh, the Platinum Jubilee. He's been on the throne for 70 years. Well, that's, Ooh, too, that's too long. That's Ooh, way too me's long. the queen, me is. Is she still making decisions about things? Because she shouldn't She sure be. shouldn't be. Yeah, she, never, she never should have. I don't know if you saw the crown, but uh, she is a woman. Yeah, so. she, she's not Betty White. The stakes are a little bit higher. Betty White made good comedic decisions until the day she died, you know? The queen. Including including choosing to die right before her 100th birthday. Yeah, that was weird timing. That's a, that's a good way to fuck off. Yeah, yeah. That's good. It's a good prank. It's a good own. Good own. <laughs> she pwned us. <laughs> so we're talking about news. Yeah, but these are local in that I do genuinely go through sometimes thousands of local news headlines just trying to find stuff that fits because there's local news everywhere all the time but not all of it's appropriate for a comedy podcast sometimes these episodes get very sad so everyone at home heard me do air quotes around comedy they're only sad if we don't make fun of them correct correct that's a great point that's more of a chemistry problem than an actual news problem yeah i would agree with that so i think this first one is just unquestionably funny there's no undoubtedly yeah there's no room for debate as to whether this first story is funny a woman was gored by a bison at yellowstone park and here's the thing let this story serve as a reminder leave the animals alone just leave them alone it's actually m bison from street fighter 2 oh sure 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 He, he did the psycho crusher right through her now, I'm going to be honest, it would be less funny if it was a man whose name was M. Bison who did this. If it was the actual M. Bison, it would be way funnier. I mean, yeah, but... Just a guy wearing a red leather general's outfit, yeah. electrocuting uh, while spinning through the air. I mean, that would be just... Yeah, I don't know if I'd want him to manifest as a real person and immediately punch a 25-year-old woman. But a bison? This guy? He gets to hit whoever he wants. Of course. He's supposed to be given a wide berth, like M. Bison. (laughs) This happened earlier this week, as we record this. An Ohio woman was gored by a bison in Yellowstone National Park. That's in Wyoming, for the record. She was walking on a boardwalk at Black Sand Basin, just north of Old Faithful. You know, there by the 76 station. Yeah. It's a good way to describe this as being the one thing that happens or you go see in Wyoming. Yeah. Unless you go, aren't there a bunch of famous people living in Wyoming now? Or is that Montana? Fucking no. Probably both. They're the same place. So What about, ne- what about Nebraska? Where's that rich guy at? Uh, Warren Buffett's Nebraska, but Nebraska's yeah. way, way, way far away from Wyoming and Montana. Nebraska's down by Iowa and shit. That's all the same. Only the names have changed. Yeah. That's so, great. That's good. That's a good reference. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So this woman's walking in this area. Bison also walking in this area. And here's the thing. Nothing unusual about that. Bison live there. People visit there. It happens all the time. But the thing about this dingleberry of a woman is she decided to get a little close to this bison. And by that, I mean she got about 10 feet away from it. And for one thing, fun fact, bison can run up to three times faster than a person. Yeah, they got four legs. Yeah, and they're no access to McDonald's. They're going to catch you if you get too close. That's why officials with Yellowstone Park and officials everywhere that bison live yeah. suggest that you stay about 25 yards away 
minimum. So a I would like quarter of a football field. I would like to add that I am not an official in any capacity and also suggest that. Yeah. I don't care how cute an animal is. It's still an animal. And bison yeah. aren't cute. They look like they'd murder you. Where's Alex? Exactly. Alex, Did he put yeah. this bison up to it? I mean, he's at least complicit in this. Yeah, I would bet this woman listened to Alex's podcast. And, I bet, that, yeah. and that's what, and Alex's like, oh my God, that's great. Bison are great. Yeah, she was probably and like, then, oh, my God, it's the thing from the emoji. I didn't know that was real. Yeah. And she goes up to selfie with it, tag some of those emojis onto that selfie, tag Alex Schmitztagram. Yeah. And then here we are. She's getting thrown 10 feet in the air, which is what happened. She yeah, got by M. Bison. She got attacked because you don't get that close. They see you as a threat if you get that close. Because you are. Because you are a threat. You're a human. And yeah. humans are a threat to everything, including other humans. Remember when bison were made nearly extinct because of humans? True story. True story. So, yeah, she ends up getting within 10 feet of this beast, and it attacks her. It throws her 10 feet in the air. She gets a puncture wound, along with all of her toss 10 feet in the air and land on the ground wounds. And her condition is currently unknown. This is the first time in 2022 that someone has gotten close enough to a bison at Yellowstone to get attacked over it. But in 2020, a 72-year-old California woman was repeatedly gored by a bison after also getting too close. Good. What do people think they're going to do when they get this close to an animal like this? It's the two demographics of people that think they know better are either the too old or the too insulated. Yeah. Yeah. The 25-year-old tried to cancel the bison, and that's why he gored her. <laughs> yeah, 72. That's deep into the game to still think getting that close to a bison is a good idea. He's like, okay, boomer, as he throws her into the fucking air. <laughs> that person got away with being stupid for a long, long time. And yeah, it, that, that it, woman, they deserved it. They deserved it. Yeah, that's the thing about a lot of animal attacks is, I mean, you don't want a victim blame, but... Also, here we go. The case I bring up the most was that tiger attack at the zoo in San Francisco, where these three teens were like taunting this tiger and throwing shit at it. And what they didn't realize is the tiger had always had the physical ability to jump over its enclosure. It had just never had the desire to do it until these three dipshits decided to start taunting it. And it jumped out of its enclosure and specifically tracked each of them down it walked past other people when it was going after them like, i missed that but that's awesome it murdered those kids and then i think the parents sued and probably won but also i bet those kids didn't make fun of that tiger anymore because they right. were all dead they were From all dead. hell and i say kids but they were adults they were old enough to know better my god <laughs> Everyone's old enough to know better than to taunt a tiger. I was reading the thing about gorillas and about how we can't measure how strong gorillas are. We just can't. But the theory is that gorillas could easily escape any enclosure that they're in. They just choose not to. <laughs> and there are like awesome. a lot of there are a lot of situations in which gorillas just easily get out and they try to like keep fortifying and they just get out more. That's the best. I love awesome. that. Good for gorillas. Right? Good, good, good for, for gorillas. Them. Good for that tiger. Good for that tiger. Doing a tiger uppercut. It's going to be all Street Fighter 2 references. It should be. It should be. I don't see why it wouldn't from here yeah, on. M. Bison and tiger uppercut. That's good. We got, now all we need is a guy with three blades wearing a mask to Vega somebody to shit. 
Yeah, we don't have that quite, but we do have some more animal-related shenanigans. This happened in Florida, if you can believe that. Of course. A Florida man was killed by a gator while searching a gator-filled lake for frisbee golf discs. (laughs) Still unidentified man. I do know he's 47 years old, so he is a year older than me. And here's the thing. I know not to jump in gator-filled waters looking for frisbee golf discs. To to be fair, you also know not to play disc golf. Yeah, that also. And if you want to put in the comments about how we just don't understand disc golf, (laughs) shut up, you fucking nerd. Disc golf is for nerds. It's for granola nerds. I've never played it. I mean, it looks... It's fucking lame. I mean, it looks like golf, but you're you're using Frisbee instead of a ball. Throw a fucking Frisbee. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine in the way that bowling is fine, which is it's cool until a, an alligator gets involved and maybe you should pull back. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. It's nothing to die by alligator attack over. Well, speak for yourself. And this lake had a bunch of signs that all said no swimming. There are gators in here. Granted, there was a Frisbee golf course right next to this lake. Perfect. So it stands to reason that if you can get in there and survive, you're going to get lots and lots of Frisbees, man. Just so many, potentially several that haven't been chewed by alligators already. So many discs for the taking. I know people do that with golf balls. Like they'll go in the water hazards and dig out golf balls and like take them back to the pro shop and resell them. But golf courses don't usually have alligators on them. And this is in Florida where everything has alligators on it. Like your sandwiches, your city streets. You have a gate gate on your sandwich. That state is filthy with alligators. Yeah, and it's not like if you go to another place and it's like, oh, man, you know, this place is littered with woodpeckers. <laughs> and you'd be like, all right, well, I'll make sure not to be a tree. Yeah. But alligators are, I don't know if you've heard of this, they've got a, a bit of a temper. They've got a little temper. They are opportunistic predators and they have no natural predators. Yeah. It's because they have all them teeth and no toothbrush. Yes. They don't need a toothbrush. The Biting through flesh and bone cleanses their teeth. It's actually because they got an enlarged medulla oblongata. Yeah, I'm just doing water boy jokes here. <laughs> this reminds me a whole lot of a similar story that I feel like for some reason we did talk about on this podcast. I don't think we were doing local news roundup episodes back then, but I feel like this but came it still up. still made it into the rotation. Yeah, because I I definitely, when I read this story, this next thing that I'm going to bring up immediately came to mind. It happened in 2015 in Texas. 28-year-old man named Tommy Woodward was at a Texas marina where the owner had spotted a rather large alligator in the water. So until they could get that sorted out, he put up signs that said, no swimming. Careful now, there's a gator. It said exactly that. Said no swimming, gator in water. And this guy shows up at this marina and just starts putting it out there that he's planning to go swimming. And one of the employees at the marina starts pleading with him to not get in the water and go swimming. And he not only ignores her pleas, he yells, fuck the alligators before he jumps in the water and immediately gets attacked and killed by an alligator. Chef's kiss. 
And the thing is, another woman jumped in right after him, and she didn't get attacked, probably because she didn't make a big, loud fucking ruckus on her way into the water. Did, yeah, he splashed around. No, she was like coming. a wounded muskrat. <laughs> and yeah, apparently, almost as soon as he jumps in, the other woman goes, "A gator's got him!" And this employee that tried to talk him out of it runs over with a torch, and all she sees is his body being pulled under. But they found him like four days later, mostly eaten. But yeah, that guy should have run down and just shrugged. Yeah. Fuck the alligators. Yeah. In Soviet Texas, alligators, fuck you. (laughs) Have you ever been to Florida? I went to Florida in 1998 to go to Disney World for the first time. I was probably too old to go to Disney World for the first time. I was like 16 Mm. and a half. Yeah. Um, My parents took me to this terrible theme park called Cypress Gardens which was supposed to be like the first theme park in Florida. And uh, it was awful. Huh. Went to SeaWorld. Cypress Gardens, huh? Yeah, it sucked. They would have like a a water skiing exhibition. Oh, yeah. That that all sounds boring. That sounds like Wisconsin Dells. Yeah, my mom and my stepdad took me there. I mean, there's a really depressing story behind it, which is that my mom took me because a few years before that, like two years before that, my dad took my brother and didn't take me. Oh. Just left me... (laughs) Oh, is it because you suck? Yeah. Yeah, that was kind of it. Yeah. That was like a very, very jarring experience to have. It's a very like, guess who's the favorite (laughs) experience to have. My brother got to go and I didn't. Yeah. Well, I'm glad we could bring bring that memory back up. Well, no, it is funny. It is. Because it happened to me, but I still think it's objectively funny. Yeah. I mean, especially the part where it happened to you, obviously. Because like emotional abuse on a teen isn't usually funny, but because it happened to me, it is funny. Yeah. Yeah. I can co-sign that for sure. Yeah. I've been to Florida twice. In the fifth grade, I went to Disney World World with my grandparents and I took my school backpack as my suitcase and I had all my clothes in it and I forgot to unpack when I went back to school. And first thing that happened, I get back to school, get in class, I open my backpack, and just a pile of tidy whities just pour out onto the floor. Very embarrassing. Very embarrassing. But also, I had just been in Florida at Disney World, so fuck these kids. Fuck them. We should go to Florida. I went there a few years ago also. It would have been like 2014, I think. And I was there with my ex but we were in Orlando, and we went to Casadega, which is a community of psychics and mediums, and it was an experience. The oldest community of psychics and mediums in the United States. No ATM, but they all only take cash. It's just a enclave of about 50 or 60 houses where every house is also a storefront for someone who will do a seance or who will fucking... Who will grift you. Yes, yes. The first woman we tried to book an appointment with was clearly too drunk to do it. And this was like noon. So that didn't work out. And then the second woman, it was just so clearly a scam. It was <laughs> insane. I went, I went on a date one time and we were walking around the boardwalk and I was just like, you know what? Let's just say anybody asks us anything, we'll just say yes. And this lady asked if I wanted uh, to get my future palm read. And I was like, sure, let's do it. And this woman reads my palm in front of the date that I'm with, looks at my hand and goes, you're not over your ex, which I was because my ex at the time was my ex-wife, who I left. (laughs) And I looked at her and I'm like, excuse me? 
And she's like, this right here, it says that you're not over your ex. And I was like, I'm giving you money to grift me. Why are you also trying to torpedo this obvious date? Was she hot also? Maybe she was trying to break you and your date up. So No, she was just this probably 55-year-old piece of shit on the Venice boardwalk. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck? I was like, I'm giving charity to you. I am charitably giving you money. Because nobody that gets an actual reading isn't doing charity. Correct. So in that regard, I was like, I'm doing you a huge favor. Why the fuck would you try to torpedo? It's like your side quest during your grift <laughs> is to also destroy this date. That would be very funny if so. That girl now is gay. Oh, yeah. That's probably what did it. That's why. Yeah. She probably was trying to save me from that heartbreak. Might have been. Yeah. Remember that time we were on the Third Street Promenade? And we had that guy got, draw caricatures we of got us. Anime characters, yeah. And it got uncomfortably racist toward Muslims in the middle of it. Little bit, little bit. Yeah, but, once, yeah. once he got us in that seat, he had some opinions to share. You know what, though? They were pretty good caricatures. The caricatures were very he was good. Great. Yours was fantastic. The opinions on Muslims were not, not as good. As not great. as good. I didn't like those nearly as much. And but not maybe at those all, are... I would argue. Maybe those are anime opinions. <laughs> maybe. I don't watch enough anime. Yeah. Maybe yeah, maybe that's just running commentary in the anime community. Who knows? All right, let's talk about some stories that are local to me and Jeff. It that's is us. almost time for LA to vote. We got a lot of local elections coming up here. We got some primaries coming up. And the next couple stories relate to the LA City Council. Old liberal L.A. and our city council. Classic. There a, is... billion, a billionaire is buying the vote right now. <laughs> Man, Snoop Dogg endorsed Rick Caruso. Of course he did, because Snoop Dogg is also rich. Yep, yep. Gwyneth Paltrow, fucking Wolfgang Puck. Yeah, don't listen to what rich people tell you to vote for. No, no, no. Even when there were all these rich people that came out in 2020 who were endorsing Elizabeth Warren. And if you really dug into it, the only difference between her and Bernie Sanders at that point was her plan to tax the rich was a little less taxing on the rich. And you could tell that was their main motivation for it. Yeah. So yeah, don't listen to Gwyneth Paltrow when she tells you to vote for Rick Caruso. She's in the commercial. At least Snoop Dogg did it via Zoom. Like, don't listen to Gwyneth Paltrow about anything. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even know if it's really her. She looks rough. Like, it didn't even look like Gwyneth Paltrow. Maybe it's not. I don't know. It's, uh, anyway. Maybe they maybe they killed her like Paul. Right. <laughs> uh, if Kim Kardashian is telling you a political maneuver, it's wrong. Right. Don't trust people who are that wealthy to have your best interests at heart. So, speaking of local L.A. politics. And rappers. And rappers. The son of legendary Compton rapper and producer DJ Quick was arrested on suspicion of murder. And it may or may not have some connection to just one of the craziest city council elections you will ever hear about. I would like to add how ambiguous the phrase may or may not is in which it could be yes or no. It's like, you know, Phil Collins may or may not be a rabid anti-Semite. Well, yeah, I say that because there's not a ton of information about this murder yet. There is just a definite connection between this kid. I mean, kid, he's 27. DJ Quick, uh, sorry to shatter the illusion, people, but he's old now. 
his kid, David Blake Jr., 27. He definitely has a connection to a rather corrupt city councilman named Isaac Galvin. But this murder just happened, and there's no, not sure if the two are connected. But DJ Quick has not tweeted in six days. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it's a taxing time for him. His son, David Blake Jr., is 27. Police responded to a report of a fight in progress and found 33-year-old Julio Cardoza suffering from a single gunshot wound to the chest. Blake was later identified as the shooter and arrested shortly thereafter. So it's not clear if that murder is tied to Isaac Galvin's campaign. But David Blake Jr. works as a liaison for Isaac Galvin. DJ Quick's real name is David Blake. Yeah. I I get why he went by DJ Quick. Yeah, it's a respectable, it's a perfectly normal name. David Blake? That's like an accountant's name. Yeah, it's a regular-ass name. Yeah. Here's the thing. It would have been pretty groundbreaking if he just called himself David Blake. Right. As a rapper back then. I remember Dave? Just fucking Dave Blake? The first rapper I can think of actually doing that was Keith Murray, who was a affiliate of EPMD and Redman. Oh, I'm going to disagree with you, actually. Here's another one. Big Daddy Kane. That's his Christian name. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Grandmaster Flash. Yeah, these are all these are all real names. I forgot about him. Uh, It'd be funny if Big Daddy Kane was his name. (laughs) I do know his name. It's Antonio Hardy. What's up, Kane? That's a good bit. I hope Big Daddy Kane got some proceeds from those Tom Segura shirts that have Big Daddy Kane's face on them and say, "Sup, Kane." Or I hope Big Daddy Kane sold him himself and Tom Segura got none of the money. Yes, like outside of like Tom Segura shows, like he's (laughs) like he's one of those guys right at the bottom of Dodger Stadium. I met one of the boys from Heavy D and the Boys outside a Limp Biscuit concert. He was handing out Ramstein promotional VHS tapes. What Mad Libs 90s ass experience did you just scream out? Imagine living through it. Imagine, for one thing, being the kind of person who's capable of recognizing one of Heavy D's backup dancers on site years <laughs> after Heavy D and the boys were a thing. And I'm in the parking lot of this Limp Biscuit concert. Method Man and Red Man opened. And System of a Down was there. Very good show. Fuck, that sounds like an incredible show. It was a very, very good show. And afterwards, this guy's handing out tapes. And I'm like, oh, this might be something I fuck with. And first off, he hands it to me. And me and my friend Eric look at it. And my friend Eric goes, that's what those soccer playing motherfuckers listen to. And that was funny. And then I look up and I was like, aren't you? And before I could say anything, he turned around and walked away. And he was wearing a Jets jersey that said G-Wiz on back. And that was his name when he was with Heavy D and the Boys. So I stopped him. I was like, you're fucking the guy from Heavy D and the Boys. And he was like, yeah. And then just He's like, the fuck did you just say? <laughs> He's like, actually, I killed him and wore his costume. One of the boys did die. I don't know if you remember that. Trouble T. Roy. The song They Reminisce Over You by Pete Rock and C.L. Smooth is about the death of Trouble T. Roy. It's Trouble Troy is his name. His real name was Troy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. We had a friend named Ed in college, and then a new guy named Ed joined the group. So we called him The Other Ed, and then we (laughs) called him Theo the Red, and then we just called him Theo, and that was his name. (laughs) He entered this group of friends being named Ed and left being named Theo, and like nobody called him Ed. Everyone (laughs) called him Theo. Theo the Red. It's great. 
None of those nicknames are complimentary to this poor son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, shout out to Theo the Red. So back to the city council election. Oh, yeah, the murder. <laughs> the murder. <laughs> Sorry. David Blake Jr. worked as a liaison for Isaac Galvin. I don't know what that means. I don't want to speculate on what it means. He was the rap liaison. Could be, because here's the thing. Back in 2021, Galvin was charged with one count each of election fraud and bribery. The bribery charge happened after he tried to bribe an employee at the registrar's office with concert tickets. That's not a crime. I would, That's not a crime, is it? If it is... I have influenced so many elections. Imagine trying to bribe someone with DJ Quick tickets. Well, I wonder if it probably isn't necessarily just DJ Quick. I bet DJ Quick has some connections, too. Man, I'd be like, no, I can get $40. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I mean, I guess if it's a sold-out show or something, then it's cool. Then you want to be able to say you can get someone tickets. But yeah, also, if it was just like a show that you could buy someone tickets yeah. for... Yeah. They, were, they were actually Muse tickets. <laughs> I saw them in concert, but like before they were anything, they were opening for the Foo Fighters who were opening for the Red Hot Chili Peppers. And that just gets progressively worse. Yeah. Well, I don't really fuck with Muse or the Red Hot Chili Peppers or the Foo I thought, Fighters I, anymore. I fuck with Muse. Yeah, they're fine. The Chili There's... Peppers, man, we've done a lot of work making people think they're good. Yeah. Yeah, I would argue the same about the Foo Fighters. I've said it many times on this podcast. Foo Fighters got about three and a half to four good albums out of got to be pushing 20 now. Flea showed up in the new Obi-Wan show. Yeah, I read about that. But it's so funny because somebody just took a photo of the credits and it's in that blue Star Wars font over the space thing. And it just says Flea and just tweeted it. It's like an objectively funny tweet. That is funny. So yeah, Isaac Galvin, he also allegedly worked with one of his opponents in a primary race, Jace Dawson, to direct voters from outside the council district to cast ballots for Galvin in a June runoff that ultimately was decided by one vote. And those votes were recently overturned in a separate court action, and the guy he was running against has been declared the winner. So Spacey Spicer. I don't know if this murder is connected to Isaac Galvin, but I also wouldn't be at all surprised if it is in yeah, some way. Once a murder happens, you start to be like, something's wrong here. Because, yeah. you know, it's a murder. Because it's a murder. Someone died, Jeff. Murder was the case that he gave him. <laughs> right? Who was it that I told recently that Snoop Dogg murdered someone? And they were like, what? I think it was that he wasn't like, snitching right or was that more of a ray lewis thing like i don't think snoop did the murder right he was like a part of no snoop like, the was getaway or something well he didn't i absolutely need to restate that snoop dog killed someone and was acquitted on self-defense grounds oh. that happened really was early the case in his career because his second me. yeah murder was the case they gave me here's the thing i don't think that song is a reference to that incident that song came out, then that incident happened. No, of course, because he performed it at the MTV Music Awards, and then he kept going, I'm innocent. I'm innocent. Yeah. And then everyone screamed, and then he got back in the car and took off. Yeah. While the feds were rushing. <laughs> yeah. That's like, a, that's like a crazy story. It really is. Yeah, it's and nuts. Then you, the driver, Tony Stewart, and yeah. he killed the guy. Jose Canseco. They were in a Ferrari. And they killed Frank Thomas. <laughs> 
Hey, speaking of the L.A. City Council and notoriously progressive and liberal L.A., the City Council recently, end of May, instructed its lawyers to draft a change to the city's anti-camping ordinance, which would bar homeless encampments within 500 feet of schools and daycare centers. The measure passed by a vote of 13 to 2, with a lot of your favorite progressive L.A. names like Kevin DeLeon voting in favor of it. The two people who voted against it, Nithya Rahman, who is just generally progressive as fuck, and Mike Bonin, <laughs> he, represents Bonin. A, he represents a bunch of coastal neighborhoods and argued that a measure like this will just move the encampment somewhere else without really addressing the problem. And that's facts. Yep. Also, like 500 feet is not a small amount of space. No. To be able to find between schools and daycare centers. Well, it's one of those things. It's just another step toward criminalizing not having a place to live. Because what do we normally associate with not being allowed near schools and daycares? Pedophiles and drug dealers. And now homeless encampments. That is the axis of evil in Los Angeles right now. And that has a lot to do with this. Most of the people who voted for this are up for re-election in those upcoming elections. And homelessness is, we could not accurately put into words how huge of an issue it is in LA in every election, and especially this one. So they're doing this to look like they're tough on homelessness for their upcoming elections. You know, it's funny, didn't Newsom just post a thing about how much of a huge surplus we have? Like an unprecedented budgetary surplus? Yeah, but we can't spend that on poor people. It's like, boy, do we have some things you could spend that money on. Yeah, I don't get it. In the big scheme of things, we're not even talking about that many people. No. Like, I think the number is still under 50,000 in L.A. And granted, that's a lot of people. That's way too many people to not have a place to live. I think we can agree that it's too many people to not have a place to live. Far too many. But also in a state that cannot stop bragging about having, what, the sixth largest economy in the world? Yeah. It's shameful that we can't find a place for 50,000 people to live. We got the room. Well, we got we to gotta make sure we pay off our gangs in the sheriff's department. Yeah, yeah. We have to continue funding the police because who's going to shoot the homeless people if we don't do that, obviously? Yeah, it's chaos. The things that are happening with homeless encampments in this area. I watch the local news pretty regularly, mostly because it leads into Jeopardy. And all the time, there are people interviewed on the street just complaining so vehemently about homeless encampments. And the problem always comes down to, well, just move it. Like, there's this one local news station that will call the police on behalf of residents and complain for them and, like, get homeless encampments torn down. And not once do any of these people complain about the underlying causes of this issue and the things that we could legitimately do to fix it. But, no, just burn down all the homeless encampments. and Fuck them. Chuck people into the ocean. On a related note, I live near a school, and I was going for a run, and I run shirtless, and a little girl pointed at me and called me a naked man. Oh, no. So, and I was like, oh, no. And I was like, huh, huh. <laughs> okay. When I lived in South Dakota, I was 
coming home from work or something and I was walking past the pool and there was this mom and her kid sitting at the pool and I just heard the mom go, are you sure that's not him? I was like, what the fuck? Because this kid was very young too. It's like, is there a question? Yeah, do you turn back? Excuse me? (laughs) Is there something you want to ask me? Like, what the fuck? Do you owe me money or something? (laughs) Very weird, very weird. So yeah, they're really cracking down. On people who yeah. have the audacity to not have a place to, to live. Try to exist, Angeles. yeah. Yeah. How dare they? Yeah, even in the neighborhood I live in, we don't have any parking restrictions on the street, which is mm, beautiful. Mm. But also, there is a restriction that if your vehicle is over a certain length, it can't be parked here for a certain amount of time. So they're trying to keep people from like yeah. camping in the neighborhood. Which, can we just like set up a sanctioned camping area? Do we even have that? There's not a single open field where we can be like, hey, Mm -hmm. if you're one of these people living in a camper, come park it here and we'll set up some temporary facilities. It'll be great. It'll be like a little tent city. It's embarrassing. Yeah, it's a nightmare. It's such a nightmare. Hey, speaking of a nightmare. Speaking of homeless nightmares. Here's a story that demonstrates how truly little open space. More of a feel good story unhoused of california have to use for sleeping yeah this is a feel bad story if i feel very bad story if you're anyone involved what a shitty night both of these people had you got to feel for both of them a truck driver backing into a loading dock at a smart and final grocery store in oceanside california accidentally ran over the legs of a woman who was sleeping there she was sleeping in the loading dock by a pile of garbage and whatnot, and this guy just didn't see her. Felt a little bump when he was backing in. Just a little bump. Just a little boom, boom. Got out to investigate and found the woman screaming and that he had run over her legs. Ugh. She's probably fine, though. Her injuries are not considered to be life-threatening. She probably wanted to die. Getting your legs cut off is not life-threatening, by the way. Yeah. Do you think she had to get them cut off? I, wonder I, don't, how, fucking, I don't know. I, wonder how big I know it, that they're not going to be nice to her. <laughs> no. Yeah, it probably comes down to what kind of insurance she has. Now she's going to be sleeping in her wheelchair on yeah. the street. Yeah. Depends on what kind of insurance she has. I know. I'm I get it. Idealistic here. I mean, she's got like really good insurance (laughs) covered California, baby. (sighs) So, yeah, she was taken to the hospital. She'll probably be fine. But what a nightmare. And even for the guy, too, because, you know, yeah, that's not good. If you're driving a car and somebody gets pushed in front of your car and you hit them, that is also traumatic for you. Yeah, that's going to be really bad times. Really funny, but funny for us. Right, just for us. That it happened, but not to you. That actually happened to a kid here in L.A. not too long ago. Some other teens were roughhousing with him and just pushed him in front of a fucking car. He got hit by that car and died. Did you ever see that video of the some dickhead teens? And they're trying to like open their door into kids on their bikes as they're going by, but the kid falls out of the car and hits the fucking bumper with his head? <laughs> it is instant karma, and I love it. Yeah, stuff like that's always fun to see. Anything cool happening? Well, there's something kind of cool happening in New Orleans. I don't know. Oh, yeah, going back to Gator Country. (laughs) Is this cool or is this, I guess it's happening to commercial vehicles and things like that. It's kind of cool. It's kind of cool. Kind of cool. Let's talk about Operation Sideswipe. Ooh, this is an operation run by Gator. (laughs) 
Y'all want an alligator driving a car, driving a car right up on the side of you, gonna make sure they take you out before you put them in the fricassee. Gonna defraud your own insurance here. That's right now. We're gonna defraud you faster than a frog jumping off a lily pad. <laughs> this first came to my attention, again, going through headlines from local news outlets around the country. And I saw this article about two women being sentenced for conspiring to stage automobile collisions in order to defraud insurance and trucking companies. And just the details of their case was interesting enough, especially the part where one of them intentionally drove a Dodge Avenger into a city bus and collected an insurance payout of $677,500 over it. That's like lifetime score money. I feel like I could make that work. You could turn that around. You could you only need that. one. You only need one Dodge Avenger bus accident to get you through. That's all any of us really need. Just one good bus accident. The other incident those two were charged in, less lucrative. They made 30000 driving a RAV4 into a tractor trailer owned by a company called Averett Express. But then I kept reading, and I found that these two were just the latest of 37 people convicted as part of Operation Sideswipe, which is an investigation into a massive ring of collaborators who just made a shit ton of money doing exactly that thing, intentionally crashing cars into vehicles that they knew would pay out well in insurance like, money i don't get it my part is like if you're crashing into them why the payout i think that must have something to do with how this works because there mm -hmm. are two different people who play a role in this scheme according to what i read slammers those are the people who drive the car into the other vehicle it's like super dave right and then the spotters, those are the people who follow behind in another vehicle, and they get the person who actually drove the car into the other vehicle away from the scene before the police arrive. And then someone else steps in and pretends to be the driver of the car. So I'm assuming the way they're crashing into these cars or the way they're making these accidents happen make it look like it's the other driver's fault, which is probably a very particular set of skills. That make Ooh, Liam Neeson valuable. is a part of this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And they're doing this on behalf of local law firms. So those law firms are clearly hiring people who have this ability to go out and cause accidents that look like they are caused by the other driver. And then you just funnel someone else in to file the lawsuit, collect that money, everyone gets paid. And there's actually too much to this to just talk about it on this episode. I think I'm going to do a pretty scary episode about it. Like someone gets murdered at one point and they think it was to shut him up from talking to police. It is. You should do an episode of pretty cool about it. Right. In one of the cases, the people involved were paid out a total of $4.7 million. And in every case, that's exactly what they're doing is driving their car close to a trucking company vehicle or a city vehicle, getting in an accident and getting paid. Brilliant. I got to do the brilliant. We're in the Remember wrong commercials. Remember those commercials? The Guinness commercials? Oh, yeah. Where they were like the puppet guys and they were like, brilliant. Those were great. Yeah. And this, this is a pretty brilliant scheme. I mean, they eventually got caught, but that's so much money. I would like some of that money, and I would like it without getting into a car accident. I but wonder, if I have to get into a car accident for it, I'm in. You're not going to believe this, but it seems like the only people who are getting arrested for any of this so far are the people at the street level who are committing 
the acts and not so much the law firms that are employing them, which that seems weird. I mean, I mean, I would say that that's probably Southern justice. Probably. Yeah. Y'all want you some Southern justice now. I would say because it's two women, right? In New Orleans. Well, the first case I read about was two women, but there's like 40 different defendants. 30 some have been charged so far. The person who got murdered is a guy. Yeah, it's a whole bunch of people. This was a huge ring doing this all around Louisiana. I mean, isn't New Orleans also we did a local news episode not too long ago and there was a scheme where two dudes were filing fake lost baggage claims. Yeah. And I think that was New Orleans also. What's going on in New Orleans? Just Gators Gators making claims. (laughs) I lost my Frisbee. Well, I lost my Frisbee. (laughs) Fucking creative down there. I like it. I like that. That's creative problem solving. I need money. What do I do? Maybe commit massive fraud. Hey, speaking of some vehicle-related crimes, if you want to read a really fascinating article, we'll link to it in the show notes. It's on philadelphiainquirer.com. It's called How Philadelphia's Carjackers Get Away With It. It's a weird title. It is, but it's fitting because they actually interview some carjackers in Philadelphia. Because Philadelphia, carjacking has become a huge problem there. It's become a huge problem in a lot of places, Chicago especially. But in Philadelphia, through May 25th, there were 546 carjackings reported. That is more than all of 2020. If that pace holds up, they'll register about 1,400 carjackings this year, which would represent a 500% increase over 2019, which is the last year before COVID made crime statistics all crazy, man. Philadelphia is awesome. I've never been, but as a child, I used to think I wanted to live there for some reason. I always had it in my head that I was going to grow up and move to Philadelphia. Now, let's go. Uh, I don't think I'd want to live in Philadelphia. Well, you don't even have a car. Yeah. You Do I need one get, in Philadelphia? You're not going to get jacked for it. Oh, yeah. That's a good point. Literally the only bad thing about Philadelphia. Yeah. I'd want to do it just to see how I do against four teens in a fight. Yeah, that's the thing. One of the things these kids they interviewed said is that they don't really use weapons. They just use fear to get people to hand their cars over, which makes sense. Yeah. Well, there's no weapon involved that changes the charge. I like the notion that if anyone tried to carjack you, you would put up any fight at all for your car. Like, that would be... Not my car now, no. (laughs) I would be like, thank you so much. Yeah, while I still had a car, there were so many points where I was like, can someone just steal this fucking thing? It would make my life so much easier. Right. If someone stole my car, I'd find it two blocks away. (laughs) Probably. The police would find it and bring it back. Yeah, it's like for the B.O. car from Seinfeld. (laughs) Yeah, one of the reasons these carjackings are happening is because... Car parts and used cars are crazy expensive right now, and I can attest to that. Having just sold a 2011 Chevy Malibu for far more than I ever expected to sell it. Ooh, I'm going to bank jack you now. Man, too late. I paid some shit off. That's where I jerk you off in a bank. Oh, oh, no, I don't want that either. Sounds gross. You know, you don't know. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Also, thefts of unattended vehicles have gone up from fewer than 2,000 in 2019 to nearly 9,000 last year. That's just dumb. Why is anyone in 2K22 leaving their vehicle unattended? I remember back when I lived in South Dakota, I was at a liquor store. I saw this car 
in the parking lot that had New York plates. And I walk in and there's this couple. Obviously, they are the people driving the car with New York plates from the accents. And the woman goes, oh, did you lock the door? And then she goes, just kidding. We're in South Dakota. At that point in history, Sioux Falls had the highest per capita property crime rate in the nation. And I wanted nothing more than to go out and just like steal something from their steal car. Steal their car. Just to show them. Don't underestimate the flyover states yeah. <laughs> when it comes to getting your shit stolen. There's lots of meth. So Yeah, South Dakota is like a giant trailer park. Yeah, South Dakota, it's a it's a place. That's for sure. It's, it's it sure a place. is. But they got Mount Rushmore on their quarter. Yeah, I've never been to Mount Rushmore. It's fucking boring. They have it on North by Northwest. There's a fight on it. Oh, neat. Watch that movie on a plane for so, the first time. The way Hitchcock intended. <laughs> so the majority of the people who've been arrested for these carjackings have been age 20 or younger. And it seems like there's a social media component to it. Where oh, people, like TikTok. Yeah, well, like it's steal a, a challenge. car and then brag about it on the gram. Because that's smart. And... Also, though, I found this part fascinating. Key fobs are playing a big part oh, in this yeah. because so many cars now, to steal it, you have to have that key fob because it has to be in the vicinity of you when you hit the power button to start that car. There's no key that you put in and turn in the ignition. So that is a measure that was meant to make cars harder to steal, and it has, but it's also leading to people just carjacking people can, can you not hotwire a car if it's fobbed i think hotwiring was a thing that died way before even the key fobs like hotwiring is a thing you can do to older cars oh okay and then after that you had to like screwdriver the ignition or some shit like that some cool movie shit that i don't know about but i'm like yeah. you could do that right yeah and now you just wait for an uber driver to pull up in front of a friend's apartment and you put a gun in their face and take their car because otherwise how are you going to steal a car without that key fob so that's troubling no the problem that, too that, is like you could have low jack on your car the cops still won't do anything about it yeah there's lots of stuff like that and in cases like this it might help because they interviewed some kids who've committed some of these carjackings and they're like you know a lot of times we're just looking for a way to get around town like we have to run errands so we'll steal a car go put a fake license plate on it pick up our friends go do what we need to do and then we'll just go drop it off so you know it's kind of like turo but <laughs> you just don't get paid for airbnb in your car out to a stranger i'd say we do it let's do that steal cars yeah yeah that's not a bad idea let's steal some teslas i mean we're gonna need the key fobs once again yeah, because that'll be like, you just park it, and then it will light itself on fire. <laughs> exactly, yeah. It will drive itself off a bridge. Yeah, it will run over a woman in the parking lot. So, yeah, this is one of those things. Like, it's not a victimless crime. Even no, though course, we're no, just it's... talking about people stealing cars, that's a traumatic experience. Yeah, you're not robbing Amazon's car. Yeah, especially if you're talking rideshare drivers, delivery drivers, you're robbing poor people. Like you are stealing from poor people when they are doing what they have to do just to survive. There's nothing cool or noble about it. It would be one thing if there was some revolutionary band of carjackers just going out stealing shit from the 1%. But fuck these kids. I mean, They're you could like, do that just by stealing Bentleys only. Yeah, pretty much. And they interviewed one of these kids, and they were like, well, I just wanted to have something of my own. And it's like, well, that's what the fucking Uber driver you stole a car yeah, from. Yeah, it's to. not your own. 
Yeah, that is not, absolutely not your own. And this is impacting businesses. They interview the owner of a place called San Lucas Pizza. That is a restaurant situated on a block in South Philadelphia where earlier this year, eight cars were carjacked in the span of three months. That's a lot. That's, that's a some, whole That's lot. some cars. Yeah, that's more than two a month. That's about three a month, yeah. almost. Yeah, same they, thing. They no longer accept delivery orders over the phone, and they have one delivery driver left, and he only delivers via bicycle. I bet he has an Uzi on him at all times. Oh, probably. Yeah. So, yeah, I get that you're bored, kids, but stop stealing cars. I remember my friend lived in a shitty part of Worcester and overheard his neighbors conspiring to order a pizza to his apartment so they could jack the delivery driver <laughs> jesus and he was what did just he like, do he was just like um i don't know what he, what did he do i should hear that i should contact him and ask mike if you're listening i'm gonna contact yeah. you on that one i only yeah, remember but- that part but i don't remember like what the rest of it was <laughs> be funny if he yeah. robbed them after they robbed the pizza driver right yeah <laughs> take the pizza Yeah. what do you do in that case call the I- cops yeah or call the pizza place and yeah, but you don't know what pizza place it is. Oh, good point. Well, I'm I, guessing I, he. Ca- I'm guessing he called the cops. I'll look into it. Yeah, who knows? Yeah, Worcester, look into baby. it. Find out. All right. Last thing I want to talk about, real quick. This is something we talked about on Pretty Scary last week, and just want to give everyone an update. Last week we talked about how there is a monkeypox outbreak happening around the world. At the time we talked about it last week, there were only 200 cases across the continent of Europe, which you hear that and go, oh, well, that's not that many. And it's not, but it's also the biggest outbreak on the continent of Europe ever. So there is that. And there were two confirmed cases of monkeypox in the United States when we recorded Pretty Scary last week. And now there are 18 and a bunch of them are in New York City. And for some reason, the article we covered last week mentioned that In all the cases, it was among men who had sex with other men, which is such an unimportant detail because the way monkeypox spreads, it's just close contact. So that's just a sidebar. Like, that's a curiosity. Boy, you can see the parallels from the AIDS epidemic. Yeah. And that's what's so concerning about it is to report it that way. Why put that stigma on it when it doesn't need to be there? Because you can also get it from trying on clothes. Because this Gay can live clothes, on... though. Happy right. Pride. Happy right. Pride, everyone. Rainbow colored clothes only. Yeah, because this is a thing that can live on surfaces longer than, say, COVID. And it's like an Elton John shirt. <laughs> it can live on blankets and things. So if you have an open It's a pox. Cut, yeah, if you have an open cut on your arm or something and you try on a shirt that has monkey pox on it, that gets in your skin, and now you have monkeypox, which is a terrifying disease. It lasts for a couple months. You get nasty pustules and blisters all over your face. A real escalation for the self-harm community. Yeah, yeah. It's bad times. It's very bad times. And there are currently infections from this outbreak in 12 different countries. So we're, but we're number one, baby. We're all going to get monkeypox, probably. And oh, yeah, like, of course. It'll be some dipshit on a plane. And again, it's like, read the fucking room, monkeypox. We don't need this right now. I think monkeypox views this as his perfect time to show up. Yeah. Well, He's like, like, now it's monkeypox's time to shine. Yeah. Well, like I said last week, I bet people wear masks now when monkeypox is giving you fucking bleeding blisters all over your fucking face. For several months. Yeah. Then you're going to want to cover up. Yeah. Wear that mask so you can travel on down to New Orleans, maybe do some side swipe and get eaten by a gator. <laughs> 
Give that gator gator pox. Oh, gator pox. That's probably next. Spread through crocodile use. That yeah. drug. Excessive crocodile use. Yeah. So, yeah, it seems like monkeypox is going to be a thing. So that's cool. That's very exciting. And I think that's it. I think that's our episode. I think that's... So we're ending it on a high note. On a high note. I want to be ahead of things. Yeah. I want, it's like I want... our 2020 predictions episode. <laughs> yeah. I think it's going to be a good year. That was a good one. Did we do one that year? I think no. we did. No, did I we? think we did because I had the Olympics on the list. <laughs> and whoops, that didn't happen. Whoopsie. So I think that's all the news from around the country in general. Everything happening in your area or anywhere else. So you don't have to really read anything else or listen to anything else for the rest of the week. Unless, Jeff, do you have anything that people should listen to or consume this week? I got to be honest, I don't do much. Oh, I agree. But if, you know, if you want, you could check out Jeff Has Cool Friends, uh, a podcast where I interview my cool friends. You can check it out for free everywhere. Or you can check out early uncensored episodes with bonus content at patreon.com slash Jeff May, where you can catch that plus more like Ugh, Fine with Kim Crawl, the show that exists because she guilted me to do a podcast on this show. You can also check out Tom and Jeff Watch Batman on the Gamefully Unemployed Network. Uh, Unemployed Network. And of course, you don't even like sports, a sports podcast about how Adam Jeff. doesn't like sports. No, I no. said how Jeff doesn't even like sports. No, that's not true. Don't say that. It's about how Jeff doesn't even Adam, like sports. No, don't say that. Jeff doesn't even like sports. Jeff doesn't even like sports. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Adam Todd Brown. That's Todd with one yeah. D. I think I might have a, a live pod to announce soon in a whole other part of the country. Hopefully that is not overrun with monkey pox by the time we get there. You're doing a monkey pod. Monkey pod. And yeah, we'll have stuff to plug soon. Until then, let's get the fuck out of here. Jeff, yeah. say goodbye. You get the monkey pox guy getting eaten by alligators, rookie card, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. We love you. Jimmy Tan. Street. Bring a blood object to Bristol Street.